Hi, this is Mark Sevy from Plot Points Podcast, and I am with a good friend, Christopher Styers, ChristopherStyers.com. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing fine, Mark, and yourself? Good, good, good. It's, uh, it's the weather's been so wonderful. Um, I'm almost afraid to jinx it by saying anything, but it's been very mild and clement. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, we're at that point where I'm not sure whether to wear a parka or a hoodie to go swimming or a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> when I start, it's a t-shirt. When I end, it's a, it's a hoodie. So I, uh, it's a kind of a stuck in the, the middle, but we, uh, we are a uh, uh, podcast on script writing primarily. We talk about a lot of that stuff. We also talk about uh, some film. And I had um, I had at one time, and I don't know if I can put my hands on it, a list of things coming up. And I'm one of the things I think I'm bad at is remembering, like the Tony Awards or the you know the, those kinds of things. Uh-huh. And I, I I'm going to try to get better at that. But I I have to honestly say. I am not an award show aficionado. Um, right. you, you know, that is so far from my, my career. Um, yeah. but I mean, I always strive to be that good, but it just doesn't. So anyway, but if there's something coming up and, you know, uh, I have fun with it, guys. I don't know what to tell you. I, I think <laughs> there are some awards coming up, but I don't, I don't know what they are personally. So, uh, what have you been watching lately that might uh, that might achieve that award status? Anything interesting? Um, I've been, I just started the series Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, I watched Extraction Two. Oh, um, with Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, yeah, yeah. And I ended up watching Richard Jewell, oh. the Clint Eastwood film. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I, uh, I've seen it over the, over the, the years and, uh, it does interest me at, because I, I'm not, I guess the, mo- the, the message of the movie is they done him wrong, right? He yeah. basically, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's too bad. That really is too bad. Uh, people caught up in that kind of stuff have my uh, sympathy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm continuing pretty much my, my British, um, uh, I, I started a new series called Ruth Rendell. Uh-huh. mysteries and uh, she's an author uh-huh. yeah. yeah and uh it's a weird show because y- if you look online it talks about uh this inspector wexford who's one of her characters uh-huh. but when you watch it the first episode is with uh a very young colin firth oh and it's called master of the moors and you think oh okay it's going to be this inspector no it's not at all. It has no inspector. There, there is an inspector in it, but it's not this guy Wexford. So I don't. Huh. Anyway, uh, I don't know what they did. Apparently, they did this guy, this Wexford guy. Then they went to uh, these individual stories that had nothing to do with him. Yeah. But um, it's bizarre. But it's 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 good. It's the Wexford character is a good character. And then I started a new series called Ridley, which is with Adrian Dunbar, a terrific uh-huh. actor. Most people would know him from. Oh, I, oh my God, this is terrible. I'll cut all this out of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, line of duty. Oh, okay. He's the, he's the head of the A12 of the department. Adrian oh. Dunbar is an amazing actor. He's been in yeah. everything. So, and then I'm still watching, uh, RPU, which is road policing unit, uh, which uh-huh. is, which is kind of like a British cops. Yeah. 
these guys though, they jump out of this, these cars and they go running after these guys. They have no guns. You know, they have their, uh, their truncheons or whatever it is, but uh, they're yeah. amazing, amazing. And they're, they're good with cars. Oh boy. So anyway, I'm keeping busy with that stuff. I'm not watching, uh, too much, too much else. I, I looked through Netflix and Amazon the other day and I, yeah. I didn't see anything that grabbed me. So I decided to, to keep on with the British stuff, but Daisy Jones and the sixth is definitely on the list. Uh, we are Plot Points Podcast. We, Chris and I are both writers. Chris primarily novels, me primarily script. But we both dabble in each other's world. We paint in each other's canvases. You know, uh, I like writing novelettes. I don't like writing. No, I don't know how Chris, Chris, how do you do it? 300 page novels. I mean, uh, how do you not get lost in that? That's what I, I you've got to constantly keep notes for yourself. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you'll remember. Do you have a, you have a note keeping process or is it just catches, catch can? Catches, catch can. Yeah. That's, I'm, that, a, I'm a, I'm a pantser. Pantser. Yeah. Me too. But it's easier to do with the script because you're only 110 pages and a yeah. not, and, and it's less words and, right. and I have a structure for script writing that, you know, my book, Quantum Script Writing covers structure, oh, yes. you know, soup to nuts. But I, I just don't think I could do it. I mean, maybe when I'm, maybe when I'm, uh, you know, old, much older, I would have the patience. <laughs> I just don't have the patience for it. That's all. Gotcha. So, uh, so I'll write novellas. I like novellas. 45,000, 45, 50,000 yeah. words and I'm done. Yeah. Um, so Chris, what do you, so speaking of all this stuff, what do you work, what have you been working on lately? Finished up my latest screenplay. Oh, congratulations. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. Um, and I got an idea for a new screenplay. Oh, goody. Uh, sci-fi. Uh-huh. And I've been working on the opening for that. Oh. So are you done, are you done, done with the, uh, with the last script or is there still more to work with? Um, I think I'm pretty much done with Hollywood skeletons. Mm, okay. Uh, oh. I, I think it turned out well at this point, but uh-huh. who knows, you know, a month from now, I may be going, what the hell were you thinking? And in case you didn't catch that, ladies and gentlemen, Chris just revealed the title for the first time on the air. <laughs> <laughs> we have an exclusive Hollywood skeletons coming to a theater as soon as the uh, the writer's strike is over. By the way, the writer's strike, huh? That's that's oh. pretty good. God. What we're at fifty days or sixty days or something, something two months. Like that. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, poor guys, people. I mean, we're part of that, but yeah. not not like these guys, not like some of these people who you know you sign on to a television series and all of a sudden you're buying a house, and now you can't make the payments because they're not getting paid. I don't think during right, the, right. Know, so. But um, I will add to that uh, most of the screenplay competitions mm-hmm. that are going on on their first page most of them you know support the WGA and the strike big time and uh if part of their competition is if you reach a certain level they'll send it on 
Mm. And basically, some of them are saying, yeah, we'll send it on, but we'll do that after the strike is over. Yeah, of course. In yeah. solidarity, they would they would get lambasted for it. Oh, um, I'm still working on the ghost writing book. Um, I've been uh-huh. doing uh, this week was really intensive that. Yeah. And I'm working on an article for Creative Screenwriting Magazine. And um, that's pretty much it for right now. I I'm playing around with the night with a, no- a novel that I started, and but I'm I'm not not in that mental state to uh, to go after it. But um, I also want to write something film wise. I yeah. I'm looking around for something, but nothing's nothing's jumping out at me. So yeah. um, oh, I want to make one compliment mm, to you. Thanks. Uh, I listen to your prior podcast oh with dennis Dennis crosby yeah that was very entertaining well thank you well yeah dennis is a great you know he's he's he he's like you he runs the gamut i mean the guys you know he's he's knowledgeable he's a good you know good writer all this plus he's just a nice guy like you (laughs) well thank you (laughs) you're welcome yeah, I didn't. I failed to mention that uh, Chris was off the, the last podcast, um, and uh, Dennis Crosby stepped in. Dennis and both Dennis and Chris are in Blood Fiction Two. They're both in Blood Fiction One, but they're also both in Blood Fiction Two, which is a book you can pick up in Amazon print or ebook. Um, I, well, I, I know I put it together, but I didn't write it. It's there's some great writing in there. So yes, there is. We're Plot Points Podcast. My name's Mark Sevy. I'm with Christopher Styers, who has several dozen novels done. No, eight, right? Seven, yeah, eight. eight. Yeah. And uh, he's at ChristopherStyers.com. And you can find him on Amazon. He's got an Amazon page, Barnes & Noble, Smashwords. Uh, just a terrific writer. And also, he, he's featured as one of the authors in um, Blood Fiction 1 and Blood Fiction 2. But uh, his stuff, his short stories are everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they're really literally. How many? How many short stories have you sold? Dozens. Oh, huh? uh, last time I counted between short stories and articles, uh, I was I've had like seventy. Shoo, baby, nice in, in several different countries. So yeah, that that's always pleasing. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you tell a story about the one in uh, Blood Fiction Two about you don't re- exactly remember why you wrote the story, but you were thrilled that it ended up in Norwegian or something no, like that? Dutch. Dutch. <laughs> the Netherlands. The Netherlands. <laughs> An anthology. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's amazing. That would, that would, I've seen my movies um, in other languages, in other uh-huh. places, and it is kind of fun. Uh, yeah. So, so anyway. Um, all right. So we came up with a top five list of I think we've done creature features in the past, but um, this one is very much limited to 20, 2000 to 2023. And yes. we should have probably limited it much further because I had a hell of a time coming up with a list of five. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, what'd I you, did. What'd you come up with? OK. Rough. And this is in no particular order. All right. For our creature features. Uh, the first one I have is Pitch Black. Yes. And, uh, A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. You, you, you do like, I, I know that ends up on a lot of your lists. Yeah. And a movie called Crawl. Okay. 
Yeah, I like alligator creatures. <laughs> anyway, the host, mm. and it was directed by Bong Joon Ho, who oh, yeah, did yeah, yeah. Par- Bong Parasite. Ho. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's definitely an old school, fun creature feature. Okay. At the top of the list, one of the scariest movies I've seen in a long, long time, The Descent. The Descent. You know, I knew that was going to hit your list, too. Yeah. Because um, you do speak very highly of it, um, uh, always. Neil Marshall. Yeah. Neil Marshall. Marshall, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, um, I, um, I had Pitch Black on my list and The Descent, and I took them off. Oh. Not okay. because they're bad movies. I just I just had a different list. And yeah. so the top of my list, and again, in no particular order, is Alien Raiders. Uh, um, oh, yeah. 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 Which is the reason I love that movie is because it takes place in a grocery store. It seems impossible to keep it moving the way they do, but they do. Yeah. Then a favorite, an all-time favorite of mine is Ginger Snaps. Okay. About two sisters. Um, and also uh, Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Which I loved. Uh, I think it was a great, uh, fun movie. Attack the Block, which is always on one of my lists. Yeah. Dog Soldiers, which is a, a, a very quirky little British film that takes place in a basically in a cabin. In Neil the woods. Marshall again. Yeah, really terrific. And uh, yeah, it was at one point on my list too. Oh yeah. Well, I, I know you and I have talked about it as being a terrific movie, but yes. but I took off Jurassic Park. Oh. I took off Rain of Fire. I took off oh. The Descent, Pitch Black. So in the process of investigating this, I came across a movie called Night of the Lepus, L-E-P-U-S. Oh. You, know what a, you know what a lepus is? I'm not sure. A rabbit. Oh. So it's I... basically killer rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got I to gotta see this film. I, 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 I have to oh, see it. So gosh. I, I may assign it to my class uh, in the future, but I and I never heard of it before. I never knew what a lepus was, but yeah. So okay, well, those are great. There's ten great or nine great movies or ten. No, I think <laughs> did we did we we didn't cross. Uh, yeah, we none of our none of our movies. Uh, so there's ten completely different movies. Yes. Yeah, we didn't cross this time. Yeah, and that's odd. That not odd, but it, it given our tastes and the fact that we like yeah. those kinds of movies. Um, yeah. When you guys get a chance, uh, look, take a look at those. We're Plot Points podcast. We are two writers who talk about writing primarily, although we do skew into weather and sports every once in a while and uh, <laughs> and other things. Um, so, uh, did we get a question in uh, that we can talk about, Chris? Yes, we did. We did get one. And the question for you is, uh, what is a nonlinear opening? Well, that's a good question. Um, I talked a little bit about this in class, the last class of the semester. And what I'm just going to talk about one form of nonlinear storytelling Okay. Um, which is to start at, at a crucial point in the script uh-huh. and then flash back up to that point. So for instance, in Mission Impossible three right. or four or whatever, it, it's a story about 
uh, it opens with him in a chair, bound to a chair, and his wife sitting across from him, and the bad guy is saying, if you tell us where so-and-so or blank is, I don't remember exactly, or we're going to kill your wife. Yeah. And then they do. They shoot her. And then that that starts the that keeps you engaged and interested because you're wondering the question you're asking. And this is the reason to do a nonlinear opening like that uh-huh. is the question you, you ask a question in your mind, like what happened? What just happened? And you have to watch the rest of the movie to find out. Yeah. And sometimes if you have a very slow opening, like an act one that's longer than normal or slow opening, you would open with something like that. But uh-huh. but that question isn't resolved until almost the very end of the movie and then you find out what the truth is about that oh. that scene okay. so it's it's nonlinear allows you some i call it coin to spend with the audience you you open with something like that that's definitely connected with the film it's not an opening gambit it's not just an action opening like uh like a james bond movie or raiders of the lost ark right. it's intimately connected with the story but you're taking it out of context, uh, linear uh-huh. out of um, narrative context and putting it at the beginning of the script. And then you're flashing, basically flashing back until uh, you get to that point where she's killed. And then you find then the rest of the movie ends. So um, it's a great way to do something if you think you have a slow opening, but it's better to open with a good opening, period, yes. in all cases. So. Yeah, nonlinear is uh, definitely an interesting um, uh, way to go. But I think I don't can't remember if I've opened nonlinear like there's the other nonlinear opening, of course, is to to do to write something that's very intriguing and then flash forward, you know, like yeah. like guy a cop kills a, a, a young boy. And then um, we don't find out what the result of that is. But then you start the movie with him in a very reduced role as a cop or or as a private detective. In other words, you, you write the ghost scene first and uh-huh. you and then you flat then you flash. Then you're flashing forward. You're not flashing back. So, yeah. you know, this is all explained in my book, Quantum Script Writing, if you guys are interested. Um, it's it's on Amazon. It's available in ebook, paperback, and hardback. As uh, Chris's books are primarily, are are all of your books available ebook? I believe so. Yeah, Chris works with a traditional publisher. I'm self published, so um, it's different. It's a different world when your traditional publisher decides to publish your book because they're investing a lot of money and time. I'm just investing my time, but with Chris, they have to take. They have to consider that this is going to sell or else why do it? Right. They don't. It's not just because Chris is a nice guy. There's got to be some money involved. So, yeah. Anyway. um, okay. well, we're going to wrap it up here in a minute. Um, Just to mention again, we're Plot Points Podcast. You can reach us at plotpoints.com or anywhere on Apple, uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. Or there's a phone number where where you can give us a call at 919 Scripps which is 919-727-4787. Give us a call, comments, questions, anything you want to say. There's a recorder on the on the phone, um, and you can have at it. Um, so, Chris, it's great to have you back. Uh, con- uh, congratulations on finishing your, your latest script. I hope it does well for you. Um, and do you have a writer's quote you want to share? Yes. This is from uh, Lee Brackett. 
Oh, screenwriter and novelist. Yes, terrific. Yes, love Lee Lee Brackett. Okay. And she said, plot is people, human emotions and desires founded on the realities of life, working at cross purposes, getting hotter and fiercer as they strike against each other until finally there's an explosion. Mm. That's plot. Mm. Certainly would know. She is a terrific writer. So. Oh. All right. Well, for myself, for Lay Brackett, for uh, Chris Styers, <laughs> ChristopherStyers.com, for all the men and women at Orange County, uh, Orange County uh, Screenwriters Association, OC Screenwriters, uh, please uh, uh, have a great summer uh, up to this point and be inspired. Do good work.